Yeah, so I do have a video coming on both EasyCAD and Lightburn. Uh, it's in the edit queue right now. Essentially, setting up a custom rotary table is, is not super hard. You basically, you're telling the software how frequently your angle is changing, or rather what the angle is changing for every change. Because the piece of wood that I cut with the two inch was a really primo piece of material. Like, if because if you're buying, if you're cutting um, MDF and you're cutting stuff that's glued together and it's the cheap stuff. Um, the wood isn't the problem. Problem. It's, the glue. it's hitting glue. Dude, there was literally one time where I found like a piece of aluminum inside of one. I just saw you. Uh, you got a new video up over there, Michael. What's that one yeah. on? That one is how to make uh, circles look like circles on cups. That's a big deal. It's a That's big, a big deal. deal. Oh, yeah, I, just went that I just went through that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I got to watch uh, that. It's a great, great episode. And uh, it's exactly the kind of that we're used to seeing from Michael over at Laser Engraving 911. So go subscribe to that right away. You can either search it at Laser Engraving 911, I believe, or we have a link to his channel on our channel homepage as well. So make sure you see that. What's up, everybody, and welcome to the Laser Source <laughs> Podcast. It's Alex, and uh, I've got a whole bunch of clowns with me tonight. Kyle, Boyce, Matt, and of course, Michael over at Laser Engraving 911. What's up, guys? How you doing? doing right, right, what up? Right. I love Chilling. it. So, um, it's so a Tuesday was- night. Just explain to the guys, we're doing a big Q&A today, so we're here to answer all your questions. I want to definitely take some time. Miranda said a lot of people in the LMA were asking questions about which laser to get, which is like a super basic thing. I feel like it's discussed all the time, but not in an easy-to-find place, so I want to make sure we cover that sooner than later uh, in the episode so we can point people to this episode uh, I have a as, as a reference. Yeah, I know. You're working on a whole episode about that, which I want to get out really soon, too. Other than that, it's your questions, guys, so if you've got questions, we've got answers. And I know I can't scroll because I can't touch anything. We do got a new member to the YouTube I know there were already a couple questions in chat. So we're going to be off to a nice hot start today. Okay, let me scroll to the top. I'm going to have to reset my computer. So I'll be right back. And I'm going to leave you in the company with these wonderful gentlemen right here. Enjoy the beginning of the show. And I will be back in a few minutes. Okay, so. I love Can I just say (laughs) how much Michael looks like Willy Wonka and how much I love it? (laughs) <laughs> like, like, no, the, no, like I got a better. It's, it's Willy Wonka had a baby with Rob Zombie and it became a DJ. Nice. That's right. That's, That's it. Right. <laughs> yeah. And then who the raves on Tuesday nights to share? I'm just trying to do my uh, PSA for laser safety, man. You know, I figured yeah. I, I just got these in the mail the other day. They're fresh. They're clean. They're not scratched or beat so fresh up. And so clean, clean. And then, uh, clean, I'm just doing a PSA yeah. for, for wear your goggles. Be safe. They do man. look nice. Heck yeah. All right. Uh, so we got our first question here. That throw it up there. Yeah. Oh, I'm on an FTC robotics team. We're looking to buy a laser cutter to cut aluminum parts for mm. our robots. Our budget okay. is almost at most 10K and we'd like at least eight. 18 inch by 18 inch of work area. Any recommendations? That's, that's a tough. tough one. I don't have a huge recommendation, but I can tell you that's a really tight budget for a cutter and even a small one because 
you're going to have ongoing costs that are related to a fiber cutter. You will usually be probably using some kind of oxygen, nitrogen, CO2. They use additional gases pressurized in order to do what they do. So just the cost of the machine is only part of what you're going to be looking at there. And actually reading down, I see somebody said something similar. But yeah, I mean, a a small fiber cutter will handle that. But you're going to have to... I don't know how your budget works, like where the money's coming from and how it can be paid out. But you're going to have reoccurring costs, not just the machine costs. So you're going to be getting tanks filled and delivered. Operating costs. Yeah, there's going to be delivery fees. There's probably delivery fees. There's going to be fees for the actual gas fill. And Yeah, uh, aluminum requires not the oxygen. It's going to need the nitrogen, which is the expensive stuff. So just if you're just cutting mostly aluminum, just assume that you're going to be paying for nitrogen. The last time I looked in my area, I don't remember the size of the tank, but it was like a normal standard size tank. It was like $500. How many gallons do you want? And Michael, how cl- how fast would that go? Uh, it really depends on how your you know your feed and your speed you know what you're cutting mm-hmm. it really depends yeah. on on the thickness but yeah the other option is i'm not sure because i'm not a plasma table guy but i'm not sure if plasma will do aluminum without too much slag but you might want to explore a small plasma table and see if that's even a possibility for cutting aluminum because that you could probably get real cl- a lot closer to 10k and i don't believe you need the nitrogen you just have to use high high pressure air or oxygen so check that out look into that you're not going to get those fiber laser sharp edge fine detailed cuts you'll get good cuts they're just gonna you're gonna have a lot of finish work afterwards cleaning it up is, is there belt, a thing good belt sander or something is there such a thing as like a uh, aluminum diamond tipped uh, scroll saw bit you know like you could scroll like a cnc uh, yeah cnc yeah. router can cut through aluminum you could, yeah, you, could get a, you could get a flat cnc router with aluminum bits yes yeah, so not for ten, not for 10k <laughs> no unless there's a downturn in the market and they sell them because they're going out of business yeah <laughs> belinda she says she was watching where you were cutting out the stickers from your alloy business cards and you had them raised off the bottom of the bed. Why is this? I've seen others do it. They just had them sitting flat. I don't know why Alex did that. Maybe just would just fall off when he's done. Probably didn't want a flashback. Maybe the the flashback's a thing. When we look at the CO2 world, right, where we're cutting on honeycomb or on the knife table, part of it is for airflow underneath so that there's no flashback coming back up at it. It also allows the part to fall through. And when you have a material right up against something that's being cut, it inherently doesn't want to cut as nicely as well. I don't know if it's just the flashback, but there's also like it depends on like my honeycomb. I noticed yeah. that when the laser goes through, it's actually you know it's bouncing off that metal, like reflecting it, and it kind of mm-hmm. gives me those little notches every honeycomb it crosses type of deal. I've noticed that usually means you got to clean it too. One of the things that I mean, have you guys ever noticed that if you clean it, that goes away the flare off oh, the honeycomb, That's well, or the is. blades. So literally, hey, he's back. So literally, one of the things, especially if you do acrylic, a lot of times it's like melt, and so it's happening is it actually flares. So like when you're cutting acrylic it'll melt onto the metal and so when the beam pushes through it'll flare up underneath because that's what it does like it's kind of flammable and then or if it's not flammable it'll char at least and then char has to go somewhere so it kind of so if you don't have it covered like if you don't have the two-sided acrylic with cover on both sides no no good michael uh from chat also has a good point keeps the burning off the bed and material directly below the cards yeah i'm ocd about keeping my beds clear of markings as much as possible and it's a good point too okay belinda what would be the 
options for holding jigs to raise the material off the bottom. She was the one that asked about you, your card cutting when you did the stickers. Oh, yeah. And she said, the, why is uh, it raised and stuff like yeah, that? Why yeah, did, she that, wanted to know why you did that. That was the, uh, yeah, that was the Panavice, which is really great. It's got, that's a microchip holder. So it's like two little arms that come in from the sides and grab things. It's really nice. So they make one, a big one and a little one. So whether you're is that on our, like, uh, is that our buying guide? Yeah, I, I, sure it is. Yeah, the Panavice, okay. it must be. Buying and it's cool. dope. You should check it out. They're cheap. Michael had the OG pan of ice and now I've got an OG. I've got every attachment for it. I've got like two juniors and a couple attachments for the juniors that they make now. So basically the pan of ice is the answer to that. You know, you, you have to level your stuff. It's not like a hard jig, of course, and you know, you can move it, but it's so good at just holding things and it can move like every possible angle you could want. Once we found the pan of ice back in our early days, it yeah. was like a game changer. Game like changer. pan pan of ice, pan of ice, pan of ice. Yeah. Get yeah. one. If you don't have one, get one. Yeah, I'm looking that up right now myself. It, so it is on the buying guide under tools. Excellent. Mm -hmm. And there's the mini and there's the big guy, right? Gotcha. Which is the junior thing, <coughs> it's the big guy is better though. It's got more attachments mm -hmm. for the head. And basically my you know, my favorite thing about that when it comes to holding material is the microchip holder, which again is like an additional twenty or thirty bucks and it's aluminum, so it sinks the heat away really well. Uh, while you're cutting and you can get them like nice and tight or keep them loose depending on what you need. So they're, nice. they're great. They're really, really great. I highly recommend that. Shane uh, says, I'm totally new to all this. My wife and I, I guess, and I have jobs and laser world is just starting with a boss laser. Boss laser. There goes Matt. <laughs> nah, 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 nah. Word. Welcome aboard. <laughs> Five minutes yeah. later. It is. <laughs> also Hamilton. Sorry. Okay. Hamilton my bad. Said, hey y'all just joined. Thanks for the interesting talk. Got my 50 watt fiber in the shop and we'll start to dive in on Thursday. I appreciate the content that y'all put out for noobs like me. So we're here well, to do. Man. Let's give them a recommendation for the first videos you should start then. Well, dude, one of the crash courses, you know, yes. whether you're going or both. to or sure. Lightburn for Galvo, we have a crash course for both and the links to both of those playlists are available on the channel homepage. Uh, nice. Definitely start with one of those if you haven't already. Well, Blonde Fox said, hello, Elvis 911. <laughs> she has the same class. <laughs> uh, well, thank you very much. Mike C said, in reference to the person who's looking at the fiber cutter for their aluminum parts, he mentions you can get a Shapoko HDM CNC router for under 6K, nice. which maybe that might be another cost-effective option to consider. That's something I know very little about. Same. Yeah, and with CNC routers, and you know, there's always going to be a consumable on any machine, and with those, it's going to be your bits. Your bits. So yeah. make sure you look into how much and how often you have to replace metal carbide aluminum cutting bits, because that will be a cost obviously you get cheap yeah. bits you're going to be replacing them all the time you get expensive bits you're going to pay more but maybe they last longer so make sure you look at bits and you're going to be paying for that learning curve on figuring out what your speeds and feeds are for it because if you go too fast you're going to snap a bit if you under rotate the bit at a, a lower rpm you could be breaking them or overheating oh, them or going too slow you could there. overheat them well then don't you have would you, if you're cutting aluminum wouldn't you have to have some kind of a coolant spray on that or is that just something you can run without a coolant i bet hamilton has an answer He's over there. He said he'll trade CNC router knowledge for laser knowledge. <laughs> Perfect. That's it. Dr. Asus, what's the best bang for your buck? Fiber laser, Omtech, Omtech or Mactron? We've never had an Omtech fiber, so we don't have an opinion about them because we haven't had hands on with it. But so they just got that out too. They've had them out for a little bit, but oh, yeah? you guys, it, you it's guys, just, you it's just not. I was just going to say, you guys know Mactron though. It's so, not the best bang for your buck. No. Mactron's, Mactron's like buying hyper premium yeah that's not uh i wouldn't call that like a value machine alex you've had your ss 
SFX your and your Matrons. Okay. Alex has four Matrons and then the SFX. Matt, the you SFX have... is far closer to a budget machine than... All my Galvos are Heyushin from uh, yeah. Pascal Loop. Dude, from what I can um, tell, the SFX, their prices are pretty decent. And Alex, you've yeah. already checked out their quality. Yeah, they're high quality for sure. Yeah. They're high, <clears throat> they're high quality. They are not the cheapest, but they're good. They're yeah. a very strong. I think we gave them... I don't remember what score we gave it. I'm going to look it up. While he's um, looking that up, I was going to say, I can tell you that these are put together pretty nicely. All the parts are what we did. I've never taken mine apart because I'm not brave enough like these guys. I'm I was just saying, that. well, yeah, and like mine were cash money. So I'm like, nope. The uh, SFX with the JPT scored a 9.0, which is oh. excellent. And Kyle gave his wisely, similarly specced and priced uh, an 8.9. Both nice. really good, um, options. A lot of good I options. The, I think the wisely is a little yeah. more expensive than the SFX. I think it was. It depends on who's on sale when and stuff. Yeah. I have a 100 watt lasers only. I have a 5 watt UV from Heoshin as well. And my 60 watt Davi CO2 Galvo is from Heoshin. I got a CO2 Galvo. Have... I never stopped using that thing every all of the all the time. And then I have a 30 watt Makira and I have a 20 watt Com marker. For bang for your buck, I think like if you're in the 30 watt range, the Makira would be good too. Heoshin, I think for comparison on cost is about the same. And Wisely has a pretty good value offer on 30 watt too. I Just think depends on what you're looking for. I think the 50 watt, I don't know the prices now because I haven't asked in a while, but I think mine was like 4,900 or 5,000, something like that for the 50 watt JPT with all the stuff that comes with it. Rotary, two lenses, blah, blah, blah. Is it the Makara that we're sending to Matt? No, it's the Com marker. Oh, the Com marker. That's right. Do we still like the Makara? We like the Makara. Right? Yeah, Makara has been great. That yeah. should be on the buying guide. I don't know. I love Makara. I love her. And the bank. Makara talked trash about you boys at lunch. So the Makara is on the buying guide. We misspelled hey. the name, but it's on there. Oh, nice. Okay, good. Yeah. Bottom line, go check out the buying guide, guys. If you're trying to, if you know you need a fiber and you're trying to decide between fibers, Fine Guide is excellent. It's yeah. a great place to go. Those are all ones yeah. that you guys have had your hands on over there. Yeah, and Amanda has been working on rebooting the Buying Guide and Partners page a little bit to make that a little easier to navigate and follow uh, along with. So there'll be some updates over there really soon too. Also to, to answer the, the question too, the reason why you, you might see some people supporting or noting specific brands is because that's all we have experience in. It would be pretty silly for us to recommend something we've never had hands-on time with, right? I'm not exactly. going to recommend a Lamborghini because I've never driven one or owned one, but I could recommend... You have to have well, your feet I'm not, really close I'm not going to recommend my car. Let me rephrase that because it lit, it lit on fire last summer, so we're not it doing did. that. But, um, you know, that's the reality of it is we're not going to recommend something we haven't had hands-on time with to validate and put through testing and longevity. <laughs> so Usually he gets yelled at by companies are like, why are you taking our stuff apart? It's happened yeah. like three times because yeah. he's like, well, and, I wanted to tell people will, if it's good or not. <laughs> and it will continue to happen because we have high standards. We and, think. The, and the other thing I, I don't want to throw in is if Please. it comes down to SFX or wisely, right? Because they're similarly priced, you know, don't forget to throw in the, who has the better customer support, who's more responsive, you know, I, if unfortunately, to, yeah. unfortunately they both have excellent customer support. Oh, yeah. So yeah it's so really, yeah. It's really, I mean, they, they look pretty different. You could make one's a, a 9.0. On yeah. yeah. One's an 8.9. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, another thing too is that wisely do you have to order off like Alibaba, AliExpress? SFX are available on Amazon. So if you absolutely sure refuse are. to import a machine, yeah. you just want to click and and buy SFX. There there might be a slight edge there, but that would be it. They they both have really good customer support. Both Calio and Venus are amazing, uh, and they've they've gone above and beyond for our subscribers and LMA members. So oh, and by the way, just speaking about that, since you guys are talking about.
talking about the customer service and with Hey Ocean, literally they've got really great customer service too. I know Kyle had issues with his machine. The issue is they don't have people stateside. They have mm-hmm. people who are in China. So when you like for me, it's 12 hours. I'm on the East Coast. So Pascal's and his team are 12 hours ahead of me. So yeah. like when it's Tuesday night now, it's Wednesday morning there. So right now is when you'd start to be getting answers from his crew and his text because they've had a half an hour, I'm assuming to have coffee or like whatever in the morning getting ready to work. And so I think that's, that's, that's probably true of most of the big Chinese so, manufacturers. Yeah, that's just yeah. a heads up for yeah. people because they a lot of people are like, which machine do I get? And then they get really mad because I, I wrote them at 9 a.m. And it's right. like, well, that's their bedtime. So yeah, they're going to bed, dude. They're they clocked out three hours ago. <laughs> so you'll save, so you might save a thousand bucks or fifteen hundred bucks, but then that's what you're losing is yeah. the ability to have like in the moment on, <clears throat> you know, that kind of stuff. But if you're somebody who either goes through the Galvo crash course and wants to learn it that way and you feel pretty confident with your skills, like that's kind of how I did it because I was just like, I need this machine and I need it for this price yeah. and it worked for my budget. So that's another part of the bang for your buck. Water uh, so another right. question okay. here. Yeah, here we go. Here we go. Dave Kennedy, any tips on preventing flashback damage when using a lens with short local focal distance? Don't mark it. things that are hyper reflective, first of all, right? Offset. So avoid silvers and coppers if you if you can. Yet yeah, two would be the offset so that your angle bounces away. I mean, that's about it. You don't really have to worry about it too much. The dot size is so small with lenses that have that short of a focal distance that you're yeah. really just going to be ablating. So <clears throat> unless you have some kind of hyper reflective material, I wouldn't trip too much. But I mean, when, when you're that close, always offset. Always do the offset and move the part a little bit, just a little bit off to the side so that you get a little bit of an angle if there is a reflection up towards your face where your safety glasses instead of up into the yeah. Yeah. I was also going to say, if you're blading that close to a lens, always make sure you have, if you don't have an air, something to help with air, keep it just because that goes right up onto your lens, the schmutz. Oh, yeah. And uh, you'd be shocked. One time, you know, like I, I'm used to using the 300 and the 200 so many, so often mm-hmm. that when I do finally put the 100 on, I go to like do something and I kind of like, you know, I look and I'm like, this is weird. And so I grab one of these, uh, the lens cleaners. Well, here's one of the pieces of the edge of it. But I like, you know, I wipe the lens down and the, the amount of schmutz on it oh my god oh, ridiculous the schmutz. Yeah, the schmutz. and matt what give me some case samples of what you would use the hundred for so i use it for oh literally here's one right here i got a whole bunch of crap so i like to use it for coins right so these little guys so this is a stainless steel qr code coin that, that i've had guy? that little guy i wouldn't worry about that little guy but this little guy right this guy yeah, actually sold. has some depth to it so this was a coin i made for my DD rogue because i'm a nerd what are you gonna do right <laughs> then on the back it's got depth to it but anyways the other thing with the hundred i did is like the uh st files where you're literally doing like 3d engraving or the 2.5d enhanced engraving and that that 100 is my smallest so if you've got like a 70 or 100 you're literally 230 millimeters away which is what like five inches four and a half inches something like that Mm -hmm. so basically four and a half inches off think about the ablating that's hitting it because you're engraving you know you're nailing it and that those sparks are shooting off like a half an inch to three quarters of an inch when you're shooting for depth anyways that's all i use right now i have a 200 but i haven't quite figured out how to put the 100 on yet except that i can't figure out the file me and kyle tried to figure out the core file oh you're struggling with core file no like me and kyle sat down and tried to do it i looked through all my files and i have to reach out to my vendor to say hey man what's Mm. what's that file x it doesn't make sense the 200 didn't work um so this is where i did yeah the schmutz i did an angel so i was practicing for something i was gonna do on like a tombstone type thing for an animal then so that was where it actually engraved the image but then i did the stl file and you can kind of i mean look how deep that is oh yeah i can see it yeah that's like the depth of a nickel well there's a lot of you know the same thing is like think about doing a getting a fiber laser for doing guns 
guns. Hey, buddy. A, a laser for engraving metal in general is going to be good for engraving guns, right? It, it's all the same use case. It's it's about how you want to utilize it. Size your lens appropriately for your work and, and your wattage. I was going to say, make sure with guns, too, that you understand things like bluing and you understand things like coatings and you understand rust because it'll look awesome when you give it to them and then they will take it out into the woods for the first time. They don't oil it or whatever and while they're there, it's going to get rust and whatever else that happens to it. So so just be aware of that because I had a friend of mine who they did some work for him and it messed up his gun and then now you got to recoat that and that's not cheap because they Mm -hmm. they don't just touch up your gun. They do the strip it down and do the whole barrel again. When we have twice as many employees as we have right now, I will hire a big muscly man with a large beard that kind of looks like Michael to start a second laser everything channel for doing firearms because I know that there's so much to cover there and I just it's just too close to the the YouTube no no line and we need our channels so yeah I just don't want to roll the dice with that here but someday when we have enough staff and somebody we can dedicate to that I'd love to have a second channel where we just talk about that because there's so much to talk about there not just technique but legality and process and bureaucracy as well and being able to kind of document that yeah. would maybe be really nice maybe that's something I could do on the socials if I ever do a yeah. I'm not sure that'll kill us on it won't affect the YouTube channel but we could try it on TikTok or some shit, you know yeah sure like yeah, China yeah. don't give a if we shoot each other, right? That's I don't think do. so. Yeah, I don't think so. <laughs> By the way, there was one question up here. Did you see the one from BuiltBat about the Ruida air pressure shutdown? Yeah, so I, was, I was actually looking back up for that one. We actually up. Uh, anyone using Ruida air pressure shutdown safety kit for laser external air? I'm having problems getting Artyworks to talk to the Nova 51 using Windows 10. Yeah, it, I'm, I'm pretty sure it just runs off of 12 volt through the controller or whatever, 24 volt or whatever it is, but it's like ultimate air assist, right? So when the Ruida is calling for air assist, it should be opening the valve to allow pressure to flow through. Little solenoid. Um, yeah, I've never done anything with RD works. It's always been with Lightburn. Yeah. So I know with, uh, with maybe there's a toggle because I know in Lightburn there's a toggle, and if you don't have it clicked to air assist on or off, yeah, that's the only thing I got. But as long as it's wired up properly to the controller, it should be calling for it. And also assuming your solenoid is actually using the voltage that the controller outputs for that. If it's shooting low on that, it may not be triggering. This is way so. outside of my purview. I'm out. I'm um, question marks over here on yeah. that. Yeah, um, give it a shot. Call your vendor. <laughs> that, that is the the best tips we have so far. Since that's kind of the we haven't really dove too far down that here yet. RD works. Yeah. I run away. There's a uh, laser of loves says those are very cool glasses. Where can they get them? <laughs> are those no wires? They are. He just wanted are. to show off. Mine. I did. I I did. They are um, seven plus optical the, density. The, the big boys. Do you know what filter they are? Yeah. Well, they're in the range from. I think it's like what color are they well the visible light transmission isn't as good as the ones we have mm-hmm. the ogs one that we have but i had to get something a little stronger because of a new toy that i got that i haven't, they, haven't really uh, talked about uh, yet. are they yg4s they, they are i'm really curious yeah, yeah. YG4. they look kind of yg4 but i'm also colorblind so yeah i feel colorblind wearing these everything's like kind of a <laughs> did you see him reach for his mouse a second ago he was like yeah the visible transmission is three that's literally like when i put these on and i'm like i don't know where i am like have you yeah, ever d- they're, they're yg4s yeah nice. and they were with tax 264 dollars and 18 cents 
Who, yep. mama? So, How much? Two eighty four. Two sixty four. That's not cheap. bad though. It ain't it's cheaper cheap than being it's blind. Pretty. It's cheaper than being blind. That's how that's much would my... you pay for vision if you didn't have it? Ken, Ken says, "Do you want to use oil when cutting aluminum? Aluminum doesn't rust, so not really a concern." I don't know. Was that a question you know, about cutting or cutting, or cutting like, cutter thing earlier probably yeah was that a cnc cutting oh, question or yeah. an engraving question i was cutting that's aluminum. a good question Usually put you could, earlier. I, I think that was right after talking with that was literally right after hamilton had talked about the cnc knowledge so i'm assuming they're they're that i don't know every time i see them cutting metal there's usually some kind of coolant or lubricant it's going lubricant. on it. yeah cnc we cutting has its own rules cnc person we, I don't need have a, any, we need a paneled cnc member i have a guy i know that's uh he owns a shop i could ask about again oh laura's asking thanks thanks laura I'm, I'm doing better than i was give me a percentage Please, 65 Quantity, i feel right now 65 is pretty good for kyle that's pretty that, good that is pretty that's good. almost an average day almost <laughs> about five percentage points short of an average day for kyle pretty much <laughs> okay mike says, um, alex when you take apart your exhaust rig can you do a quick video on how you're splitting yeah the that'd be cool when you're in the middle point. of moving when you, while you're trying to move do that yeah i mean it's not that it's not that complicated but it's really just, that'd be a good short though i like will, do, I will do that while we're packing to move but i will also just tell you really quick so uh, an eight inch fan that goes to an eight inch elbow which reduces to six inches which reduces to four inches it's a big <laughs> reduction but that four inch then moves to a three-way split which has three four inch tubes coming off of it one that went to the ranger one that went to hang over the diodes and one that went to sit by the galvo. So there's a really tight bottleneck there, but you're also pulling from three areas. And then at the, the breakaway at the branch where you have the three, I have blast gates, one, two, three. So I can just open and close them as needed to make sure I'm maintaining pressure. That's it. It's really that simple. Uh, I used a couple like self-tapping screws to get it in place and then you just duct tape it out of it and call it a day. But I will, yeah, I mean, a visual would help. So I will definitely- Michael. Um, when you say you use duct tape to finish it, he literally was like, "You know what I thought when you said that?" I was like, where do you where do you I think like, I learned that from? I was like, "Okay, smart." Ass. So I was like, "Go cut leather on all three machines, and we'll see how well your duct tape's holding up." Duct tape works <laughs> fine. Duct tape is great. I love duct tape. He said leather like Miranda's just like. <laughs> It works. Belinda says, I will be using Lightburn for fiber. Would I still need to install EasyCAD? I never did for two of my machines. Um, I would. And there's a couple of reasons. One, Matt has a lot of practice with these kind of things. And yeah. he's pretty good at doing the system setup where Lightburn will allow you to import a config from EasyCAD if you have that from the factory. So if your laser comes with EasyCAD, mm -hmm. I would import the manufacturer's configuration during setup. Oh. The second reason I would install EasyCAD is for core file setup. That's your correction file for your lenses. Lightburn has a guide on how to do manual corrections on their YouTube page. It's fine. It works. It takes a really, really, really long time and a lot of patience. Core file, if done correctly, and we have a guide for that on the channel, takes about 15 minutes. So I would really recommend it and I would never delete it. A lot of people, even if you plan on using Lightburn forever and never going back, I seriously would just like put it on a, a flash drive 
somewhere and just like tuck it on a bookshelf or something. Yeah, I was gonna say I never would delete it though. I've never I I don't like to use it, but I have three different thumb drives and they're on this table somewhere under the not mess because I don't eat at night and I always have a clean workshop. <laughs> we got we have a comment here from Cubing Crack it says top three diodes on there. Don't talk about the buying guy. Don't load anymore. I might want to take those off. The links don't work on there. The reason for I that will. is yeah. because they sold they, out because of our recommendations. All of our links on the buying guide are affiliate links. I don't think that's a shocker to anybody, but the company behind those diodes recently switched partners that they're using for their affiliate program. And when they switched partners, it killed all the links. So mm. thank you for pointing that out. I'll have Amanda fix those links. Uh, we'll definitely leave the lasers up. I stand by the lasers. Good machines. Mike also said, hey, Ocean Wisely SFX in reference to what we were talking about before. Yeah. Yep. Another thing, another pro tip when you're buying a laser, get multiple quotes. It, it's just a good way to shop. So you know what you're getting. You know, if one company is offering something that another isn't, that's not necessarily a bad or a good thing, but maybe you realize that's something you might want or something you realize you don't need. It's just a good way to sanity check yourself and what you're getting and the price you're paying and where it's coming from and the time frame you're getting it. I was going to say one thing that like I've kind of helped a couple of people when they were like, which one's better? I told them, I was like, well, ask what, you know, say, hey, here's what this company is giving me. Just like you said, here's what, is there anything extra you could toss in? It's a fair question. Just like if you, I think a lot of people see the price tag and they're like, that's what it is. That's what I have to pay. But it's just like any other tool or piece of hardware, they're competing for your business through recommendations or whatever. So for them to throw in like an extra lens that would cost us a hundred bucks, it might only cost them 25 because they buy them in such bulk. So, you know, one lens to you is a big deal. And to them, it's just grabbing something out of the box and tossing it in, you know, like I think yeah. Kyle, it's a great point. Okay. Next question we have here is Hamilton's back with a good one. I have an articulating rotary for my fiber. I'd like to set up a rotary table for a custom part. I'll uh, machine the fixture. How hard is it to set up a custom rotary table in EasyCAD 3? Uh, I've never, well, let me rephrase that. I just I've that used EasyCAD 3 but I've, to your, yeah. your EasyCAD 2 experience, Kyle. So do you want to go over that generally yeah. really quick and then maybe we can refer them to the video? Yeah. So I do have a video coming on both EasyCAD and Lightburn. Uh, it's Ooh. in the edit queue right now. Essentially setting up a custom rotary table is, is not super hard. You basically you're telling the software how frequently your angle is changing or rather what the angle is changing for every change. If you have a, a disc at whatever size that you can fit six parts onto or four parts, let's say for easy math, your change angle is 90 degrees for four parts. You're putting in the setup to basically start the laser on the first piece. And if it's lined up on the first piece and it rotates 90 degrees, it's going to be perfectly lined up for the second piece. In terms of the difference between EasyCAD 3, EasyCAD 2 and Lightburn, I can't say how different EasyCAD well, 3 is. No, the only difference really for EasyCAD 3 compared to EasyCAD 2 as far as rotary goes is the initial setup, getting the rotary to work. If you have that down already, you're good. All, all you're doing is changing, I believe it uses the uh, A axis. So you have to go into your F3 param and activate the A axis under the rotary settings in F3 param. That's different from EasyCAD 2. Outside of that, the rest of the rotary guide that we have on the channel applies and from there, you can follow Kyle's live stream. I just posted a link in chat. It's two hours of Kyle literally from scratch building exactly what you're talking about. He does okay. it in Lightburn, but you can do it in EasyCAD 3. You know, the controller is more or less the same at the end of the day. You're going to be able to follow those directions and, and come up with something productive. Yeah. Was that our Friday live day that we did, or is that the one where it was just you? No, uh, you, were, you were with me on yeah, that. Yeah, you were there, yeah. Yeah, because I, I had um, mine already pre-made, and he I had mine has eight 
and we were kind of showing people the math between the two. Mine, I screwed up the center, so the two layers didn't properly turn to perfectly line up, but I did correct the file on that. So if you go to the community site, I believe I linked it in the video. If you go to the updated file, you can see the change I made. You have access yeah. to the file. I can tell you between Liper and EasyCAD 2, it is almost identical when you do the, the rotary marking on a jig. EasyCAD 3 shouldn't be all that different. Uh, yeah, it was, it was cool watching you make that. I just like how he was, like, the this, this stuff that I never touch is the stuff that Kyle is like, so real quick, if you're trying to make something like this, you just click this, click that, and it was like, Bruh! And there was a fan array of stuff. And I'm like, I never F with, I never do that. I don't yeah. touch that thing. Blonde Fox said they're the same to E2 laser who asked, what is the difference of a fiber laser and a fiber Galvo laser? Or are they the same? Go check out Galvo lasers 101. It's one of our most viewed videos on our channel, and it will explain the difference to you between Galvo lasers and gantry lasers. Gantry lasers run on a gantry, like a gantry crane, and Galvo lasers are projected through a lens down onto the workspace. You can have a bunch of different kinds of Galvo lasers, like a Galvo CO2 laser or a Galvo UV laser. So when you say fiber Galvo laser, you're just describing the type of Galvo laser that's being used in that case, a fiber. So yes, you know, Blonde Fox is absolutely correct. They're the same thing. Galvo fiber laser is just more descriptive. It's like someone who says ATM machine, even though they don't need the word machine in there because <laughs> yeah. that's the, that's the, well, end. to be fair, there are gantry fiber laser system. Oh, like yeah, yeah. Michael's fusion, which doesn't have a fiber laser core in it, but they make them with them. And yeah. tech recently came out with fiber laser gantry system as well. So, <laughs> That is a thing, and in some cases you need to specify, but generally when You're people are talking about fiber lasers, they're talking about Galvo fiber laser. So. Oh yeah. We gotta shout out Hamilton. He says, huge thanks guys. Is it okay if I shout y'all out when I post my videos showing it all? I wish you would. I wish you Kyle? would. <laughs> don't, forget to, don't forget to mention the, the, yeah, the Laser Hammer Master Man. Academy. If you guys haven't already signed up, it's the number one way to support the channel. You want to make sure we can keep coming back around and doing what we love to do. The only reason we're able to do that is thanks to everybody over at the LMA. You can find out more about that over at masters.laser everything done <laughs> what's the largest lens you can use for a fiber and um, what's the difference between a fiber and a galvo co2 uh, i've seen people talk the about it 400 largest lens you can have for a fiber depends on your wattage they make thousand millimeter lenses <gasps> I, it's ridiculous that Whoa. they shoot across a room to mark plates that are as tall as you but they're on like 600 watt lasers you know so you have to have the wattage to back that up because the larger the lens the larger your dot size again i'm gonna point you to the galvo lasers 101 episode where we talk about this in depth the larger the lens the larger the dot size the larger the dot size the more spread out that wattage is so it's going to behave yeah. like a less powerful laser if you have a 20 watt laser and you put a 300 millimeter lens on it it's not going to do anything because that power is just too spread out if you take the same 300 yeah. millimeter lens and you put that on an 80 watt mopa it's gonna start a, an aluminum fire i like it's you can get a lot more out of that 300 millimeter lens that way so there's not a theoretical limit it's just it, you have to have the power to back that up and the difference between a fiber and co2 galvo is the fiber is 1064 nanometer wavelength beam the co2 is a 10,600 nanometer wavelength beam they're both infrared but the fibers shorter wavelength makes it better for marking things like metals whereas the co2's longer wavelength makes it better for working with organic like wood, glass, acrylic, leather, things like that. That's CO2 in general. Galvos 
And this is, again, Galvo Lasers 101. Go watch this episode, guys. Really great if you haven't seen it. Galvos uh, are typically pulsed lasers. So when you're looking at a Galvo CO2 versus a gantry CO2, the Galvo CO2 is going to be really good at doing things like wood and removing coating from metals like powder coat. Super duper fast, but it's not going to do well with transparent materials like glass and acrylic because it's pulsed. For that, you really need a continuous wave laser. That would be something like a glass or RF tube CO2. Those are are much more capable of, of working with transparency, especially, again, glass and acrylic. So you'll see limited, if any, success with a Galvo CO2 on those transparent materials. Sorry, that was a little bit of a tangent, but there was a lot, lot there and a simple question. So I want to make sure we cover that. I was going to say, didn't we look at, like, online one night, those giant lasers that are the size of, like, a garage? Yeah. That, that, that's where they need the lens for, like, that? And it's literally, yeah, like... Those, a, those were the, the Sinrad Phoenix, CO2. Yeah, like the yeah. Phoenix or something. And it was, yeah. like, literally... Alex was like, you could walk into this and it would just be like. <laughs> Have you been there, Michael? Where is this? Have, Sinrad? Uh, Sinrad? No, I've never been to Sinrad. Go, go check out their website, bro. Okay. It's like they make lasers that you'd find in like our co2 get like my co2 galvo the max yeah, i know it's i know who sinrad is but so I, they I, have I, what was what it was called like the blade or something like mm-hmm. that and it's basically like this gigantic like the the source to the uv laser was as big as this room that i'm in right now and then it had a bunch of models coming like out a steering wheel shot a, a curtain of just uv beam down at the ground that they use for sweeping over things and it rotates it's uh. <laughs> It's ridiculous. Okay. Okay. Now, have, sounds yeah, awesome. Good thing you bought. Good thing you bought those new glasses, buddy. Go check yeah. Yeah. Visit. If you guys haven't been to Sinrad's website, go poke around on that just for fun. Just for if you've got one point eight million dollars, just burning a hole in your pocket like an aluminum fire, you'll have a down payment for one of those laces. I was about to say you can buy half of one. Uh, next question. Look at the big brain on Brad. Sorry, <laughs> so sorry I had to do it. Now you're gonna say some f words if you start quoting that. I can't do that. Okay. Uh, what kind of lens is good for mostly cutting on a CO two gantry? I'm reading a four inch nozzle is best, but I'm getting mixed info. Oh, oh Mike, well. Michael and Matt, you're up. <laughs> you guys. Yeah, man. Just just use a two inch lens. You're fine. Mm-hmm. Don't get all don't get all crazy with the with the four a four inch lens is good for Put it back up. You oh. know, I mean, how well's your air assist gonna work at four mm-hmm. with the four inch lens? You're gonna have to get real close to that cutting line. You're fine. I mean, I'm gonna keep it short. Just use the two inch lens, you'll be fine. Yeah, I was gonna say I've cut through a three quarter inch board with my two inch before, right? So I mean, but I've got 150 watts. Oh, so, so, but I mean, I mean, it's not like I do it all the time, but there was one time I literally was just like, wonder if this will cut a circle through this. And it did. And I was like, oh, but the other thing is like he said, the air assist was at like 60 or 70 pounds. I mean, that's the other thing too, is if you've got the four inch, you need to make sure you've got the tubing to support the air you're going to need to do that thick, thick stuff. But most stuff is going to be a half an inch or less, which if depending on your wattage. And that's the other thing too. I will say the four inch will give you more bang for your buck. If you've got a lower on the lower end, that'd be about it though. So I tried also, to use lens to cut in through through a three quarter, a half inch <coughs> uh, MDF. I just couldn't get through it. I only got 90 yeah. watt though. So the other thing too is like, if you're cutting acrylic, that's one thing. I, I still think the two inch is the best, honestly. I read a, a early on, man, I looked at like, oh, look at this guy who's cutting with a four inch lens on acrylic. I must have to use that you know and i went and tried it and i was like wow this is like flaming up all over the place my air assist far away from it i don't see any point in this i mean alex i don't know if you, you've probably covered on one of your videos just the basics of you know how the intersection of the beam yes you know is much more forgiving with the four inch lens you have galvo a- lasers 101 there you go there same, you go same so it's watch that 
Galvalization in that case, but the the intersection point and right. the depth of field are yeah. right. totally relevant. Yep. Right. And those those are very relevant when with the four inch and the two inch lens as well, even on the gantry. And there's pluses and minuses to having a, a more forgiving space before it starts to go out of focus. And by the way, if you're still having trouble, like Boyce said, it could literally just be the material because the piece of wood that I cut with the two inch was a really primo piece of material. Like if, cause if you're buying, if you're cutting um, MDF and you're cutting stuff that's glued together and it's the cheap shit. stuff. Um, the wood isn't the problem. It's the glue. It's hitting glue. Dude, there was literally one time where I, found like a piece of aluminum inside of one like yeah, because like different. you gotta realize they're getting put together to factory just falls in there was one time i found a cigarette butt in the middle of <laughs> my plywood just sweep that in there real quick so just saying that's when i bought stuff from like home depot and everything and now there's places like if you're near or even if you're not there h and h would i mean go back and look at the got wood video we listed a whole bunch of different places that we all buy stuff yeah, from I just, uh, this, this question is really important how many watts am i going to need to pop an eight foot jiffy pop popcorn bowl in my house from a moving airplane at thirty thousand feet that's going to be at least 25 watts. easy yeah also what lens are you using i think the the <laughs> cape the cape 40 might be overkill i mean oh, is yeah. there air assist <laughs> glad we got that sorted i got a couple lined up here do you guys update the library for the 80 watt fiber from time to time we update all the libraries from time to time from time to time we add from materials time time. Uh, so if for example we do a project on the channel and it involves a new material we work with that material on the laser it's going to end up on on the material list and go into the next update We've been a um, channel for a really long time, and we've added many, many settings to those libraries, which are only so great at being converted. So as time goes on, there's less and less common materials that we're going to interact with that will make it into the library, and thus updates will become less frequent. It's not because we don't want to, or we're, you know, we have settings reserved somewhere, or they're unaccessible. It's Super just that secret the, sauce. The libraries are pretty freaking filled out, guys, for getting started. Everybody's working with different lasers from different places with different materials and, and things like that. So it's definitely updated from time to time, but the regularity of the updates is certainly not going to be what it used to be. Uh, on top of that, also, I'm really looking forward to Kyle has been working very closely with Amanda. We have our customer project database on the website. So if you go to lasereverything.net slash downloads, you can download a bunch of different projects uploaded by all of our users on and off the LMA. Everything there is free for everybody. Uh, and you can go check that out right now. We are working diligently, and by we, I mean Kyle and Amanda, to bring you guys a settings database that will be similar in functionality. So anybody can just pop in. It's going to ask you a couple of questions. What size lens are you using? What type of laser is it? Who manufactured your source? You might put in your machine stats. We're still kind of ironing out the here's and there's of it. But the idea will be that you can go on there, you can put in what laser you have, and it will give you settings from other users with the same exact setup, which should make getting settings for things much easier. And uh, we're really excited to host that on the Laser Everything website for you guys. So that's that's something that Kyle and Amanda have been working on getting right for a long time. And that is something you guys can look forward to down the road. In the, uh, I did get a, a question about this, and I, it's kind of relevant to this question too. And what we said about the, the library 
libraries being converted. I recently got a question about if the, the fiber library will be converted to CO2 Galvo at some mm. point, and also CO2 Gantry library being converted to the CO2 Galvo. And the reality is, is the science in converting those isn't the same in the way that it's one-to-one -one when you go from one fiber source to another, or not exactly one-to-one, -one, but it's the way we convert it as, as a basic starting point is much there, more straightforward. There's, it's not Kyle's the saying there's, there's math that will take you from my fiber laser to Kyle's fiber laser, but there is not yeah. math that's going to take you from my la fiber laser to Kyle's CO2. That's, mm -hmm. you, you, or, you, you or can't vice just, versa. Yeah, you can't just you can't just plug in an equation and be like, okay, boom, here it is. They're completely different wavelength lasers. They're not even the same physically, like on a physics level. The the wavelength of light is different. Voice does understand physics. Emergencystop.net. So they're they're not. It's not a thing yeah. that you can like just kind of proof out. And to add but to that too, even even going from a glass tube no. CO two gantry to a pulsed RF tube through well, like on a gantry with up. a two inch lens versus a, a CO two with a hundred millimeter Galvo lens, it's just they're very very different. It's not an easy thing to do, or or even within our ability. Look at Laura's question. One of you, anyone listen to the video I posted on the Facebook? I'm looking page for it while right now. Whistling. If you find it, Matt, share it. Put on. Right. We'll watch it together. Lara. Lara. Well, he's looking for that. I still have two more queued up. Lara Craft. Dave says, have you considered adding PayPal as a payment method to LMA? Can't. That's not. Yeah, it's, it's not, it's not an option. Yeah. Yeah. So the workaround that I suggest is, uh, and I haven't heard any complaints, but I haven't had any confirmations either. Buy <laughs> a Visa gift card. It should work just like a credit card and you can put money in on that if you don't want to or cannot gain access to a credit card. I've asked Mighty Networks, who is the service service provider for the LMA more times than I care to count to add PayPal as a payment method. And they have chosen not to do that up to this point. So completely out of our hands, we get that question every three or four days. And I understand that PayPal is highly requested, but it's just not something that we can offer because it's out of our hands. It's, it's literally something we can't control. So yeah. my again, my advice would be buy a, a prepaid like Visa gift card. You can do the annual subscription. So you just buy it once. You don't have to buy a Visa gift card over and over again by the year if you really want to support the channel sign up that would be the way to do it and you know i think that's been working for people we should actually test that we should have one of us like kind of create a dummy account and see if that actually works because nobody's ever come back um, to me I, like that doesn't work i've had a couple of people who had card issues in other countries because of like international their, their bank didn't like the purchase yeah. So they ended up going with a gift card and they said it worked fine. Perfect. Mm. So, so that would be that would be the alternative. Matt, she yeah. the missus says she tagged you on the video about Yeah, the, oh, I hear it. I hear it definitely whistling. <laughs> what the hell? There we go. Hold on, it's gonna happen again. Oh right, the whistling. Um <laughs> so loud in my ears. <laughs> Okay, that's enough of that. My question is, oh, I did see this video. My question is, is that the only material that it does that on? If the answer is yes, whatever, that's annoying. Material. If the answer is no, check your air hose lines and make sure you don't have a leak somewhere where you're getting kind of like a high pressure squeal out of one of the connectors or something like that. What if a it's whistle the, stuck in it, that could be also a problem. Just a whistle it. jammed into the, yeah. Um, <laughs> I, honestly, Thank God I, for voice beings here tonight. I'm not there. Physics, baby. 
I'm not there, so I can't tell if it's the material or not. But if it is that material and it's only that material, I, materials make weird sounds sometimes. Dude, it's not. Yes. So when I cut one eighth acrylic, nothing. When yeah. I cut three sixteenth smoky gray, which is twenty twenty seven, is the number on it, the item number. It literally goes. And it's just because, like, it's the expansion and melting and everything all happening once, thermodynamic reaction. And then every time, it'll it just keeps going the whole time. And it's the most annoying sound, but I'm just like, it's money. It does that with several types of materials, Miranda says. Uh, maybe it's the air hose, like a pin leak, a right? Pin leak um, or something. So what I was going to say is if you, what I've done when I had a pin leak in mine, I actually took uh, Dawn dish detergent and put some in water. Just like when you're doing, like if you've ever worked on your air conditioning to see if it's leaking at the uh, coolant or whatever, right? Literally you just spray it at the connectors and I kind of just let it go down and see if there was any bubbles. I had to do like, that with my truck's exhaust. Yeah. So as silly as it sounds, you could have it running. And by the way, you don't have to actually have the laser doing it, put it to minimal power, <laughs> drop the bed a whole long distance down as long as you can easily see your air tube yeah. and then it's running and have your air like i put mine on like 40 pounds so that it was very audible mm -hmm. and then i just took duct tape sorry michael <laughs> michael's like duct tape. i mean you could also get a hose clamp too yeah if it, if it isn't the hose and it's the material i just material makes weird sounds sometimes so, uh someone earlier asked the question about the coin that i used and i don't know how we missed it but i literally was just scrolling through and saw it they had asked, um, what's the thickness of the coin that I used? And it's one eighth of an inch. So this is a Bui Swiss. I'm guessing that's how you say Bui Swiss. And so if you just like type in B-U-I Swiss. There's a um, link on lasereverything.net. Right. I was going to say that'll get you there. Or if Miranda or somebody wants to put that up, I'll do it. But yeah, they're great coins and they're made here in America. Steel, brass, copper. Good sure they're, uh, on the edges. Three, three millimeter yeah. if you're into metric. I think that's like 31.5 millimeters wide or something. Yeah, that's the, by the way, that is the maximum he can make his coins. So that's because I've had people ask that before when we were doing live chats. Why can't mm -hmm. he make it bigger? Why can't he make it 40? Why, like, it's just he's got like a micro lathe, which he actually used to make like micro parts for. And then he started realizing, oh, people like high quality. And these are super high quality too. They're very, very nice. They are very nice. Yeah. And he's a super nice guy too. Additionally, so. if you would like some larger coins they're more expensive mm -hmm. but uh umbery makes mm -hmm. larger coins so if you want some larger coins and you're okay with spending a little more umbery is also really high quality and uh both of those links are available here on our suppliers page which i am posting into chat for you guys it's lasereverything.net slash links slash suppliers if you're listening so which laser source is good max jake jake well jacus rakus or jpt depends on what you're doing and what you're using it for for some people they don't need to spend the extra to get what they need done if you're just doing basic engraving maybe a max or a rakus is good if you're doing specialized materials or working with something specific or you're looking to do color or something else uh, maybe a jpt is better for you and even going a step beyond that all three of these vendors i believe are getting into the mopa space max and rakus jpt's been in that space but max and rakus are starting to put out mopa sources too that's an ever-evolving question and 
it really comes down to just yep. the good source, the the right source is very dependent on what you're doing with it and what you want to achieve. I, I generally just say, do you want to cut things? Not that you should be cutting with a Galva laser, but if you want to cut things or do really deep engravings, get a Rakus. If you want to do more like kind of fine detail or fine temperature control type work, like annealing, Z marks, colors, things like that, get the JPT. The Rakus yeah. and the JPT are both really good, high quality brands. So you can't really pick poorly between the two, but they do have their strengths and weaknesses. Well, I do think that's about all the questions we caught up. Okay. Have any of you guys, uh, GZ Tech? Yeah, we have a GZ Tech. I don't know if any of the companies we work with have started using them yet. I know Mactron knows that company, like people that run it and the people that run Mactron, and they're like friends. But I don't think I've seen any of GZ Tech's sources implemented on something that's on the shelf yet. Mm. Or Tina. Tina keeps messaging me on WhatsApp like what's what once a month asking when the fiber laser build project is going to start. I didn't plan on having a baby this summer. It just happened. I'm sorry, Tina, if you're watching. <laughs> we will be working on that, though. That's something I'm very passionate about. Now that we have uh, editors, it will be a lot easier for me to get kind of started on that. Also, Kyle and I have a little bit left to do for the marketplace, and there should be some news on that soon. And when that's done, that's a big thing that eats up my time when I'm not editing, which I I'm doing far less of now. So now that that's off my plate, my, my focus is shifting to the marketplace. I want to get that up launched and then we can start looking at like some fun new new projects and stuff I'm going as fast as I can. The new baby boy, Oliver, is due in 10 days and our Ooh. official move in date is in 17. Uh, so we're, we're moving like seven days after this baby is due and they could happen on the same day. Who knows? So I'm, I'm oh almost God, out of this. I, I cannot. Uh, I'm almost out of this black hole, guys. And when I'm out, then, you know, things will kind of pick up pace a little bit. If this happens, Miranda's moving. You guys are moving. And Miranda picks up one box. Miranda's she not stops picking up nothing. Uh, so, I mean, like, it'd be just crazy. She's she just, just has to, to stand up and that's it. Boom. Yeah, like, um, what are you doing? Amanda's, like, I don't know. Mar Miranda's already go. I got, like, a small toddler in her. She's not allowed to lift. Michael, you want to you want to give the quick version of the the Mullins thirty five story? Yeah, you know that was that was uh, that's actually my dad's. Um, he, my dad was a, a really big Bears fan, and uh, my dad passed away a few years ago. And uh, for Christmas, uh, you know, I got that from him. As you do, you collect your your parents' things, and my wife snuck it from my stuff and actually put it in that frame oh, that's and, super and, sweet, and had it had it mounted so my dad is he was the big bears fan and uh nice. so that's just a way to remember him you know that was one of his favorite things up there and i nice. think 35 was like one of his favorite players in Bears. also do all the normal stuff uh smash the like button if you got value out of this one guys don't forget to subscribe and hit the notification bell so you don't miss the next time we go live if you haven't already go subscribe to laser engraving 911 i just saw you uh you got a new video up over there michael what's that one yeah, on? that one is how to make uh circles look like circles on cups that's a big deal it's a that's big, a big deal. deal oh yeah, I, just went deal. I just went to that yeah oh, yeah i gotta watch uh, that it's a great, great episode, and uh, it's exactly the kind of shit that we're used to seeing from Michael over at Laser Engraving 911. So go subscribe to that right away. You can either search it at Laser Engraving 911, I believe, or we have a link to his channel on our channel homepage as well. So make sure you see that. I don't know. Go buy some merch. We need to do some better merch. But yeah, you got that Burn to Learn shirt. Dude, I'm I'm so mad. I've been big black Burn to Learn hoodie. I put it through the washer on hot. What it idiot it, dude it did not like <laughs> Blew that it out didn't it at all shout out to uh laura hooking it up with Yay. that super figure 
Thank you so much, Laura. Laura. Uh, Vince is asking before we leave, what's Michael's new toy? Do we have details on that yet? Or is it is it a, a classified? Is it situation? deep wraps? It's pretty classified. This is the only hint that you're getting. Okay, well, it's YG5. So, yeah, it's YG5. So something in the fiber. It's a 1064 thing. It's a fiber cutter. It's fiber Interesting. Cutter. Maybe yeah. it could be a cleaner. Could be a, could be oh. a welder. Could be a oh, welder. A welder would be dope as shit a welder so there's a lot of things that that he could be f***ing around with over there and that's all the more reason to subscribe to him Dropping this is going dimes. on and on and on I'm trying to close the okay. show uh if you have questions for him next week go listen to emergency stop if you haven't already emergencystop.net <laughs> keep an eye on the website sign up for all the things do all the stuff check out the lma i love you guys and we will see you in the next one Thank you.